Welcome everybody to another episode of Clear Cut Sports. I'm your host Seth. This is a a double dip, the second half on a Wednesday edition of Clear Cut Sports. I hope you all have. I hope you're all doing well today. And I was watching the uh, they had the '96 World Series uh, on TV this afternoon. Man, that was fun to watch. Really enjoyed that. But it pains me because, you know, baseball, unfortunately, is not looking very good right now. With the constant bickering between the owners and the players, can't come to an agreement. And baseball has really distanced itself in a negative way from uh, the NBA and the NFL. But, man, that 96 Yankees-Braves... Braves go up two zip and the Yankees storm back and win four in four straight. Man, that was awesome. Anyways, not the subject of discussion. That would happen to be Dalvin Cook running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Dalvin Cook wants to be paid. He said he will not um, report to the um, to, to the training camp for the Minnesota Vikings unless he uh, gets paid. And the report has it that he wants to be paid upwards of $13 million per year. Um, which would make him make him in the top five paid running backs, highest paid running backs. The other ones, McCaffrey, very well-deserving. Elliott, very well-deserving. Le'Veon Bell, we'll see. David Johnson, who last time I seen David Johnson was thrown up on the sidelines and didn't wasn't playing. And Derrick Henry on a franchise tag. <clears throat> and, you know... When you look at it just straight on, <clears throat> he's probably worth, um, well, <clears throat> right now I'd take Dalvin Cook over uh, Le'Veon Bell, but that could change very quickly because when Bell was in Pittsburgh, he was the best, if not second best, running back in the league. His ability to catch passes out of the backfield to make guys miss and his patience at the line of scrimmage before banging through a hole. <clears throat> second to none. Now. With the Le'Veon Bell situation, the Pittsburgh Steelers got lucky with James Conner, and the verdict's still out on him, by the way. The Minnesota Vikings, and and with and the same with the Chargers, if you remember Melvin Gordon, um, he was kind of in this situation a year or so ago. The Chargers just said, okay, fine, see you later, we have Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler is a great running back. And now Melvin Gordon, we'll see how he ends up in Denver. Anyways, with Minnesota, I don't think they have the luxury of just letting him walk. Because the running backs are not really up to snuff. 
I mean, their next guy would probably be Amir Abdullah, maybe, or Matt Madison. He played a bit last year. But really, you don't have that guy that can really take over. So, one may think all the leverage is in Delvin Cook. He's going to get his money, $13, $14 million, being the top five paid at the position. Probably deservingly so. I will say we see this all the time with rookie deals. Guys play very well. They think they're better than their deal. But that's just what a rookie deal is. That's the point of it. It protects the team. If you go and pay a guy... 20 million a year as a rookie and he gets hurt and his career's over well as the as the team you're screwed so that's why they put the the, the deal in place um, to protect the teams to lower the rookie salaries for four or five years and if you don't think Dalvin Cook is worth it remember the game last year where Kirk Cousins went eight for eight in a game and the rest of the plays Minnesota Vikings ran the ball and they ended up winning That's how much faith this team has in Delvin Cook. However, of course, there's always a however. There's always a but. Delvin Cook has missed quite a few games. For one year, 11 and another year. He is not always available. Hurt last year. So how do you take that into account? If you're the the owner of the Vikings or the GM, Rick Spielman, you may look at that and say, well, we don't want to pay this guy this money if he's only given us 12 games a year. We need all 16. Another thing you can look at, if you pay Dalvin Cook... What happens when Thielen's contract comes out? What happens? What happens when you know guys like Anthony Barr's contract runs out? Harrison Smith. These guys that are crucial to your team. But since you pay Dalvin Cook, you know, 14, 15, 13 million dollars, all of a sudden, you're, some somebody's going to have to get cut. Somebody ain't going to get paid. Someone's going to be released. And this is just another prime example. Look no further than the Minnesota Vikings, than the LA Rams, with Jared Goff. This is why you don't pay max dollars for average quarterback play. You might say Carson Wentz the same thing. Carson Wentz is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins are nowhere near that. So don't 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 give me that. Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see. Right now it's he's a home run. We'll see. If he can throw, if he might, he's gonna have to learn to throw the ball um, under pressure in big moments, because they relied on the outside zone run. That and you can't blame them for that. It worked. Why wouldn't you keep doing it? Point being, if you run into a team down the road that does stop that outside zone, now what are we gonna do? Anyways, 
Kirk Cousins. Got a big, I think it was a three-year extension. So you're stuck with him. Now Dalvin Cook needs money. Personally, I know it's easier said than done. You know, it's easier from an outsider's perspective. I would not buy in. I would not pay Dalvin Cook because, one, he's hurt, and the running back's uh, position is one of the most banged up in the in the whole football. Two, more importantly, probably, you pay Dalvin Cook $13, $15 million. That could equate to two or three other guys who uh, two or three other starters on your team who you can no, can no longer pay. I wouldn't pay Dak Prescott. You know, these guys that hold out, I know, you know, I really, I, I would have a tough time paying them. That's why guys like Julio Jones, who just, he knows what he's worth. He just put his head down and grinds. And he got, he's get, he got his money. Easy. Doesn't make a fuss about it. But he knows what he's worth. But he shows up to play, and I think all players should be should do that. Now, of course, if Dalvin Cook starts missing OTAs and 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 um, summer camps and or however whatever form we're going to see this year, he won't get. He'll forfeit his salary or some of his salary, and it won't count to towards um, free agency. If he doesn't play it all this year, he's not a free agent at the end of the year. This whole process will just go again next year. So there's leverage on both sides here. I usually sign with side with the GM and team. Although in some cases I will sign with the players. This for this particular case, I'm team Minnesota Vikings, not team Dalvin Cook. But if they do pay him, I won't be floored. I, I will I will understand and respect it because Dalvin Cook is an elite talent. If he can stay in the field. He is definitely worth upwards of $13, $14 million. But personally, I am Team Minnesota Vikings. So we're getting closer to the NBA returning. We are definitely not close to the MLB. And the NFL doesn't start really till mid-September. And you know UFC is going on, golf's going on, but... For the four major sports, and hockey's coming in, I think it's August 1st or 31st, one or the other. The NBA is next on our radar. And, of course, it's the 22-team format. Um, eight regular season games. You know we, you know the drill. Being played in at Disney in Orlando. So, that being said... Who really can win the title this year? So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to go through each team. I'm going to give you, can they win the title? Can they not win the title? What percentage do I give them? Why do I think this? Here we go. <clears throat> we're going to go to the East. We're going to start in the East, and we're going to work start at the bottom, work our way up. The only team that is not in the playoffs now that has a shot of making it is the Washington Wizards. The Wizards are 24 and 40. And the Wizards have 0% chance to win the NBA championship. Probably a surprise to nobody. They just they don't have the firepower. Bradley Beal is a great player. 
John Wall, good chance he doesn't play. And without John Wall, they have no chance. They need John Wall. I think they need John Wall to get into the playoffs, let alone make it to the finals or whatever. Wizards have no chance. And it's a shame because I like Bradley Beal, but something has to change there. They they have for I know Wall's been hurt last year, but they've had too much talent with Wall and Beal to not to continuously underperform. No chance for the Wizards. Orlando Magic, same could be said for them. I like Vucevic, I like Fournier, but they just don't have the firepower these other teams have to win a championship. No to the Orlando Magic, even though it's in their hometown. I still give them no chance. Brooklyn Nets. Now, if KD and Kyrie were both healthy, I'd give them a great chance to win. You know, they'd be in my conference finals, perhaps. However, that is not the case. It's definitely with KD, probably with Kyrie. Without them, I like their team. You know, I like Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, Karis LeVert. I like these guys, but they just don't have the firepower match up against Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, all these guys. No chance for the Brooklyn Nets without their two superstars, Kyrie and KD. Seventy Sixers. Now I'm gonna take a lot of heat for this. Seventy Sixers are kinda of like my Dallas Cowboys team and the Cleveland Browns team in the NFL. All this smoke and fire about them, how great they are, yet no results. Philadelphia, I'm giving them. Here's here's what I'll here's what I'll do. I'll give them a zero point five percent chance to win the title, zero point five. Because if Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons get their act together, and Joel Embiid gets in the it gets in a low post and starts yakking on people, and starts with these jump shots and three-pointers and, you know, stuff around the perimeter, they may have a chance. But me personally, I don't think these two together can win a championship. Don't see it. Philadelphia 76ers, 0.5% chance to win. Indiana Pacers are next. Man, I love this team a lot. Nate McMillan needs a lot of credit. For most of the year, he had no star. And, well, Oladipo came back, and he was half of what he usually is. But, man, here they are, fifth in the East. Love, Absolutely love the Pacers. Well coached, play great defense. Unfortunately, they just can't score with the upper echelon teams. I give them a 0% chance to win, uh, win the NBA championship. But, man, I love this team. Sabonis, Turner. I like them a lot. They just need, I think they're going to need a, a star, a big piece, um, in order to put them over the hump and really contend. They don't have that. 0% chance for the Pacers. Miami Heat, an interesting team who plays really hard and has beat Milwaukee this year, and I think that counts for something. Jimmy Butler, he's a star. The crew they got there, Bam Adebayo and and, and Dragic and, the, and all these guys, they play hard. They can bomb from three. I give them 
a 10% chance to make it to the finals out of the East. 10%. They beat Milwaukee already, but in a seven-game series, can they, you know, match up with these top three teams? I don't know. I'm leaning towards a no. But I like the team a lot. Jimmy Butler, Eric Sprolster's got them playing well. Miami Heat has a 10% chance making the finals. Boston Celtics, the third. I love Boston. They're playing well. The Ky- Getting rid of Kyrie and signing Kemba worked to perfection. Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Love that, you know, foursome they have there. So I'm giving Boston what percent chance to come out of the East? 20. 20% chance of coming out of the East for the Boston Celtics. Brad Stevens is a great young coach. They have the scoring and the firepower to do it. They play great defense. But can they match up with the Greek Freak and the Toronto Raptors? Who's going to guard Giannis? I don't know if they have that person. It'll probably be Tatum for a lot of the time. We shall see. But 20, uh, 20% chance for the Boston Celtics to come out of the East. Next, we have the Toronto Raptors, who are currently second. Listen, Nick Nurse, what can what else can be said? He has no superstar. Pascal Siakam's kind of trying to climb into that role, but I don't think he's quite there yet. Perhaps next year. But they're still second in the East. Kyle Lowry's playing good. Pascal Siakam, they've got a deep bench. Man, it's hard... You know, obviously went to the finals last year, lost Kawhi Leonard now. So Toronto, the only thing is, you're going to need that star player to make it to the finals. Now you may say, well, okay, Boston has a 20% chance, Seth. How come they, they don't have a star? I think Jason Tatum is that guy. I think Jalen Brown is a star, not a superstar. And Kemba Walker is elite. And if Gordon Hayward's your fourth best player on the floor, that is, you're exceptional. So what I'm giving Toronto is a 19 and a half percent chance. And you'll understand why. I'm sure you've already figured it out. Because them Milwaukee Bucks, they have a 50% chance of making it out of the East. I mean, let's face it, Who's gonna? nobody can stop Giannis. And if you do collapse on them, guess what? They have shooters all around the perimeter. Even Brooke Lopez is bombing away. Giannis is probably the hungriest of, of, the, uh, of the whole crew here. I mean, they should be the overwhelming favorites to get out of the East, and they are. They have a 50% chance. I expect them to be in the NBA Finals. Against who we shall see, but this—it's a clear to me, anyways. It's Milwaukee and then Toronto, Boston, Miami, and then the rest of them. You know, in kind of three tiers. Milwaukee's up by itself. If they play how they should, they should be in the NBA Finals. 
they have a 50% chance, the highest of everybody, um, to make it from the East. So that's the East. We're going to move on to the West. Phoenix Suns are the uh, 13th seed. Um, them, San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, and Portland, all out of the playoffs trying to get in. I'm going to run through these bottom few relatively quickly. Phoenix Suns, no chance. Don't play good enough. Like Devin Booker, but they just got to – something has to change with Phoenix because they have too many high draft picks to still be 26 and 39 this year. No chance for the Phoenix Suns. Spurs are next, and I really want to give Popovich, you know, a percentage chance, but I can't. I, they, the team just, you know, DeMar DeRozan's a great player, but there's a reason Toronto didn't make it with him when he was in Toronto. Um, exceptionally well coached. Probably going to be the most ready team of all after, you know, going into the, this uh, season here. But I just don't. They don't have the the. They don't have the guys. They don't have the firepower. No chance for the Spurs. Kings. I like the young guys. They're playing well. Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, and the crew. Um. But. Bagley, but they also have zero percent chance. Um. Not yet, anyways. I expect them to be better next year. No chance for the Kings. Same can be said for the Pelicans. Now, everyone's going to say, oh, Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Not yet. They, they're going to have to learn to lose before they learn to win. No chance for the Pelicans, although, you know, maybe next year. Not next year, maybe the year after. They have to grow together first. The nine seed Portland Trailblazers have a 0.5% chance. No, 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 I'm going to bump that up to a 1% chance. To make it to the NBA Finals. Listen, Damian Lillard is exceptional. CJ McCollum is great. And if Hassan Whiteside can get his act together, then this team can be deadly. Do I think that'll happen? I do not. i got to respect Damian Lillard. And I'll give him a 1% chance to make it. The Grizzlies in the 8th seed. Love John Morant. Love what they're doing in Memphis. 0% chance to make it to the finals, however. I just can't see it happening. Um, same thing as Zion. John Morant's going to have to learn to lose before he learns to win. 0% chance for Memphis. Dallas Mavericks have a 3% chance to make it to the finals. Luka Doncic has established himself as one of the elite scorers in the NBA. Chris Tapps Porzingis, if healthy, can be anybody's top option. He's probably the second option on Dallas, and they're well coached. If they can figure it out, if they can put it together, I think there's a slim chance they can make it. In reality, I don't think they will, but there is a chance, 3% for the Mavericks. Houston Rockets. Now, here we go. The Rockets have a 16% chance to make it to the NBA Finals. Listen, James Harden is the best scorer in the NBA. 
Russell Westbrook plays harder than anybody I've ever seen. And since they bomb so many threes, they always have a chance. They always have a chance. They can outscore anybody on any given night. The question is their defense and James Harden's clutchness in the playoffs. Will we see it? Maybe. This could be the year. We don't know. In the small ball, maybe it'll work. But there's always a chance with the Rockets, 16% chance to make it. Unfortunately, the Oklahoma City Thunder have a 0% chance, in my opinion. I mean, you know, it's, it's a good story. They're playing hard. They're playing well. But when they get matched up with one of these better teams, they, they just don't have the parts. Chris Paul, Gildress Alexander, Stephen Adams, and Danilo Gallinari and the crew, they're nice, but they're kind of all, you know, they don't have that elite star that can go get you 30 a night. You know, that Luka can, that Damian can, that James Harden can. So for that reason, they don't have that guy that can put you over the top and get you a bucket when you need it. Extremely well coached. However, 0% chance. Utah Jazz, and near the end of the season, it's unfortunate that um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert have been getting uh, at each other. But... They're so well coached, and Donovan Mitchell can be that guy. He's going to have to take another leap forward. He can be, and Rudy Gobert is one of the best best defenders in the league. I have to give them a little respect, and for that, there's a 5% chance I think they make it to the NBA Finals. Quinn Schneider's doing a great job. Um, not much else to say there. I like the Jazz a lot. 5%. The Denver Nuggets. Now this I had a, this was a very very hard team for me to get a gauge on. I like them. They play great defense. I don't know if they have that really big scorer, James Harden, LeBron James, Luca. You know that guy that can really set them over the edge. But they have the third seed, and they gotta play in the mile high. So for that reason. I've given them also a 5% chance. Don't see it happening. Similar to Utah. But they don't have that guy that can really go score. I know I know that um, Jokic is a great player. But I, I just can't see it. I can't see him leading them this year to the NBA Finals. Of course, you know who's coming next. The Clippers and the Lakers. Starting off with the Clippers. Currently second in the West. This is tough. The Clippers get a 38% chance to come out. Which means the Lakers, if my math is correct, it may not be, get a 37% chance. It's got, these are gonna. It's going to come down to them. In all likelihood, LeBron James, Anthony Davis versus Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And I'll take Kawhi Leonard and Paul George by 1%. It's going to go 7. It's going to be a grueling series. But I think the Clippers have the deeper team. 
I think they're going to benefit a lot from being healthy after this long rest. And I think Kawhi Leonard can, it can better than anybody try to shut down LeBron James. So why not? Let Clippers have a better team, a better coach. You can say that LeBron may be better than Kawhi and AD may be better than Paul George, perhaps. But Kawhi plays great defense. He's going to shut one of them down. So I, the Clippers have a 38% chance. The Lakers, 37 There's your title, title contenders for the NBA this season. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Catch you all on Friday. And until then, stay safe out there.